It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you again for joining me on this Monday. The show is going to go for... Uh, from 2 to 3. So for those of you who might be listening live and who might listen afterwards, if you have any call-in questions, what you can do is just set yourself a little reminder and you can call me during the, you know, the regular live time, which again is Monday from 2 to 3. Well, this week I am going to be covering sex in the news. And to put it mildly, we have had a bit of a barn burner in the news with sexual health. Specifically, the issue with SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, blocking and stating that the Affordable Care Act will... This, it was two cases that were brought forward uh, against the um, having to uh, have for-profit companies have required contraception in the company's health insurance plans. They were two cases. One was uh, Conestoga Wood Specialties Corporation of Eastville, Pennsylvania, and the other was Hobby Lobby. That is an Oklahoma-based company, both of which are large you know, companies, they are apparently closely held. So for Hobby Lobby, which has 15,000 full-time employees, and for, um, excuse me, Conestoga, Wood Specialties has 950 employees, closely held means that there's five or fewer officers, this is my understanding of it, who make voting decisions. So, and it's usually a familial-based or a family-based organization, and both of them sued. It was Burwell versus these two groups, and Burwell happens to be the, uh, she is a um, government employee, and with the, it's actually Sylvia Matthews Burwell, and she is the United States Secretary of Health and Human Services, I believe that's what and so that's why they were suing her. They're suing the office, and they're suing the office of the United States um, Health um, Health Officer, Secretary of Health. So 
I guess when I looked at this, I kind of put my hand on my forehead and said, where and what are we going backwards again? And the first thing that I saw was five men, people who can never get pregnant, who never will be pregnant, never could be pregnant. They led the decision five to four. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote a scathing dissent on this. And, you know, how many pages? I think it was 35 pages stating that what we have done here is basically we have removed what is essential health care and preventative and effective basic care for a I mean, is not that there are more women in the United States than there are men. Women live, women babies, female babies, <laughs> oops, wrong word, female babies uh, survive better than male babies. So I believe the population is 51% female and 49% male. But the thing I just find just shocking is that, again, we have men making decisions about women's bodies and women's own sexual health and women's health care to the detriment of women for whom this is an important and crucial basic health care. We know that if mothers are able to determine their and, and to control pregnancies, their health is better, their children's health is better, and we are looking at, and also, if you have fewer pregnancies, ergo, you are going to have fewer abortions. And the bottom line boils down to, we are talking about a health issue, not someone having a religious issue. Let's go back and just look at the health part of it. Can we please just do that? But to once again see a group of men who will never get pregnant, can't get pregnant, standing up there telling women what they can do with their bodies, to me is absolutely infuriating. And unfortunately, and I've said this before, organized religion has as one of its number one things that it wants to control is female sexual behavior. Not their health, the behavior. Just today, again, sex in the news. A young woman and her husband had gotten married in Pakistan against the wishes of her family, and they arrived back, lured back in, and were hacked and macheted to death in Pakistan. Another time, another young woman had done something to dishonor her family. Notice how men never seem to dishonor anybody. The woman dishonors, and she ended up being, you know, honor killing. They even put two words that so do not belong together into a sentence. I mean, it is, it just makes me gag. Honor killings, there's nothing honorable about taking someone's life. And if there's one thing I can say, let's, you know, go back and go, if you have any faith and any belief in powers that are bigger than who we are, I think these people better get prepared for the fact that karma has an incredibly long, like permanent memory, and what they are doing is going to be impacting all the other things that happen in their lives. So when I look at what this decision means, it 
this SCOTUS decision, it's an issue that will not go away until there are more women making the decisions at the top. When women are making decisions, the three women who are on the Supreme Court voted for it to keep it in there. Now we're going to see that other companies are going to be able to slip through loopholes, say that there's something, and be able to say, we don't want to have to provide this. They provide health care is something that is, you know, it's, it's something, it's about our bodies, it's about how we are productive. And if you remove that for women, you are removing something that is going to impact these women, is going to impact their children. And we look at the essence of what of children who arrive on this planet and there isn't the ability to provide for them. Dr. Joycelyn Elders is the former Surgeon General of the United States, and she has a comment that the thing that will break, help to break the back of the poverty cycle is to have stop babies having babies. As a pediatric physician in Arkansas, she saw it all the time, that these young women were, they, she said, these bright young minds and futures, and all of a sudden, at age 12, 13, 14, they've gotten pregnant, and then what happens to them? They basically, their life goes into a cycle of poverty and having to look after a baby. Having your, for women, having their own sexual agency is hugely important. And if men got pregnant, you can count on the fact that birth control and therapeutic abortions would be available so across the board, it would make your head spin. I've had men who have made the comment to me, if men got pregnant, there would only be one, if maybe one, child in the family. Yet when I ask women what's the number one thing they want to ensure for their own daughters and for themselves is that they have children when they are ready and when it is something that they feel that they are emotionally and that they have the financial ability to support a child. Otherwise, you have just basically sentenced someone into a poverty cycle. So I think we're going to see um, a backlash on this. I believe that we are going to see, um, and you know, to Hobby Lobby and to the um, Conestoga Wood Company, please, they are more than entitled to have their own evangelical and Mennonite beliefs. No way that I'm taking that away from them. But their attitudes are going to be impacting hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of other women who do not work for them and do not have the same value system. And if you talk to physicians who deal with women who are coming for basic health care, one of the number one health care issues that these women are coming for, whether they're married or single, is to ensure their reproductive choice and their reproductive health. So I think the 
Supreme Court of the U.S., I have one young woman who made the comment, we should tell all these justices to get their noses out of my genitals. Straightforward, and I have to say, I agree with her. So when we come back, I'm going to be going on with more Sex in the News with a young woman who wants to help other women not get into situations she did with a range of... So I've got sex toys and pregnancy. Please stay with me. I'll be back right after this break. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. And there's no stopping us. Join host Kalen Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kalen helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kalen for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kalen will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. And before the break, I had my uh, Lou weighs in on the Supreme Court's decision to uh, allow closely held companies to uh, 
by as a result of religious um, beliefs, closely held religious beliefs, and a closely held company. To they do not have to provide contraceptive uh, um, protection or contraception for women in their workplace. You know, it's old men talking about women who are having sex, and they have no business telling women what to do with their sex lives. There we go. Okay, we are on to the sex toys and your pregnancy. Everything you need to know. Now, the reason that I'm weighing in on this is I happen to be one of the experts for the Parents.com article that was written by Aviva Patz, and that's P-A-T-Z. And I contributed to the sex toys and your pregnancy and what you need to know. And the reason that I wrote my book, Hot Mamas, about sexuality during pregnancy and the um, months following is because I saw so consistently that marriages and relationships pulled apart within two, majority of them, pulled apart within two years of the birth of a child. Uh, and Now, it may not have been the first child, but it could have been the second or the third, but that is when there's such a change in the dynamic between partners. One thing is, sometimes that, watch out, if you have a pink elephant called hidden agendas, this is when the little pink elephant will just plop itself right in the middle of the room and say, I'm here. So make sure you know why you're going into the relationship. But what also will happen is people pull apart physically during pregnancy because they don't think they're supposed to be sexual. Well, when I wrote Hot Mamas, I did my research with some of the top sexual, you know, sexology OBGYNs, and believe you me, there are very few of them. Fortunately, there are more now as particularly female OBGYNs are weighing in, and there's a woman who's written a book, The 411 on Sexuality and, and Your Pregnancy. Have not read it, but she's also included in the Parents magazine, parents.com uh, pregnancy sex. So here's some things for those of you who are pregnant or who have a friend who may be pregnant. These are the things that you need to know before you're ready to play. First things first, keep it clean, okay? Your toys should be clean. And that means don't just use them and then, you know, toss them into somewhere. First off, that's like gross to begin with. But secondly, anytime you're going to be using anything in that area of your body, I mean, come on, people. You know, soap and water and hot soapy water, you know, you don't have to use alcohol. You don't have to boil them, but it's like soap and water. Keep them clean and keep them, you know, some people have, you know, nice little bags or nice little things that, you know, that they put put them into to store them. And by the way, if you are storing something that has batteries, take the batteries out because first off, it's just not good for the batteries and it's not good for the toy. Also, make sure you don't have a silicone toy up against one that's non-silicone, or you may come back and discover your toy has melted onto the other one. So you'll have a toy, which is hardly appealing. And usually people don't go and look at them in the middle of the day. They want to use them when they're ready to use them. The other thing, here's point number two, don't mix and match. So in other words, don't be using something 
for vaginally, genitally, and then do and use it anally. Just keep, here's what people who enjoy both forms of stimulation do. They have two completely separate sets of toys, okay? Just, it just makes it easier. And also for the majority of times, anal toys are typically constructed differently. They will have a flange at the base so that there's no way that it can go all the way in. Also, for some women, if they are not able to have intercourse during pregnancy as a result of a cerclage or that's a, a stitch that keeps the cervix, patent keeps the cervix held together so that it doesn't, there isn't um, an early opening of it once the, the, the fetus gets larger so that it holds, you know, the, it's basically like a, uh, a security, you know, strip to keep the cervix strong until ready for delivery. If there's that or if there's um, a preeclampsia, if there's any other issue that you know you should not be having penetrative intercourse, vaginal intercourse, for some women, and this is according to Dr. Jules Black, who was one of the OBGYNs who helped me with hot mamas, he said some women discover tremendous anal eroticism because that's an area that, you know, they will enjoy uh, types of sexual play. So again, if you are going to be doing both types of play, just get two sets of separate toys and do not mix and match them, period. You do not want to be introducing fecal bacteria, period. You want to have them clean and you don't want to mix and match, okay? Now, also, if you have hemorrhoids, that could be, you know, something that, you know, may be an issue for you. But again, know your body and know what's going on. Here's one thing that I am always amazed. People, 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 when it comes to sex toys, whether you are pregnant or not, read the labels, please read the labels. And if you see anything that, you know, is a concern for you, Look, you don't want to be putting dyes inside of you. You don't want to be putting scent inside of you. And here's what, you know, I had an OBGYN tell me. If you wouldn't put it in your eye, don't put it down there either. Just don't, okay? And, you know, it, also for some of the things when they say that they're mint, it's usually mentha. So imagine putting that in your eyes. Nice. And the hot... Uh, warming things tend to be based on capsaicin, which is hot chili pepper. Now, how does that make you feel? Hmm? Not exactly uh, over the edge for me. And some are made with sugar. Some, you know, you need to read the labels and look at that teeny tiny fine print before you use it. Because some of them actually say not to be used by pregnant women. Or, and this is the one I love, if they're marketing themselves as a lubricant, They'll say for external use only. Oh, really? <laughs> what was the last time if you're going to be having intercourse, it's only used externally? Hmm? That is a way for them to have a printed, you know, there's a lot of lawyers that graduate every year, don't you? So you have to have lawyers who have jobs, right? So they come up with ways to protect people to get around what they know is people kind of like not paying attention. Also, the lubricant area in the area of sexuality is one of the most crowded product areas. And the majority of lubricants tr 
truly do not qualify to be called a lubricant. So that's why they'll call themselves body glide or, you know, you know, love lotion, or they'll give themselves some other name. Because in order to truly, genuinely be called a lubricant, you need to have an FDA, Federal Drug Administration, 510K. And that 510K can be very expensive to get because you have to do tissue irritation studies. You have to be able to show that all of the ingredients in the product um, have been, you know, designated safe. And for a lot of these things, you know, they're not going to be able to qualify for that. First off, they want to be able to get the product on the market and and sell it to people, period. So read your labels. And if there's anything there that you think could be a problem for you, find something else, okay? And also for some people, they find, particularly when they are pregnant, they really don't need a lot of lubricant. They sort of like have their own, you know, advanced lubrication as a result of how... Um, the mucosal tissue is much more active, so they don't need a lubricant. Avoid certain materials. And when I tell you this one, I'm really specifically talking about phthalates. And that's the product that is, it, it is a compound that has the potential to disrupt hormones in the body, which is why it's no longer available allowed in baby bottles, pacifiers, and other infant products. So what mothers did is they went like this. Well, if it's not going to be allowed for my baby, then what about me and these toys? And that's when the manufacturers started paying attention. So phthalate-free, particularly as a hormone disruptor for baby boys. Also, be gentle with yourself with toys. If you are using something tentative, there may be, you know, that whole pelvic area is much more engorged and start slowly Orgasms for many women who are pregnant are off the charts. They may take longer to get there, but you need to be listening a lot to your body. And if this is your first pregnancy, you are probably going, wow, I had no idea my body was going to go through all of these changes. But, you know, your breasts may be more sensitive. Genitally, it's likely to get darker. You're going to have more pubic hair. It's probably sprouting all over the place. Your hair is thicker. All the hair on your body is thicker. But what you need to do is just be gentle with yourself. And your joints are looser as well. So be careful about overstretching, particularly if you like, like to do yoga. And the other thing, in this final minute before we go to the break with sex and pregnancy, get creative. I mean, if you can't have intercourse, find other things that you can do. Your whole body is an erogenous zone at this point. And, you know, when I've had women who have said, there was more connection with their partner. They loved the feeling of being pregnant. And for some women when they're pregnant, sex is like the last thing on their mind. However, if it is on your mind and you want to use toys, go check out the article on parents.com and it's entitled Sex Toys in Your Pregnancy, What You Need to Know. We're coming up to the second break here. And when we come back, I'm going to be touching on that one thing the Supreme Court decided not to hear was a going against reparative therapy. Yippee! This is sex. 
Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons. Her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your woohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. And at the top of the show, I started with the SCOTUS uh, uh, decision that it would allow certain for-profit-only companies to um, refuse to supply contraceptive coverage for their employees. So what I did not point out is that the Affordable Care Act it did provide a provision requiring most employees to cover a full range of contraception in their health care plans at no cost to the female employees. 
Now, if anyone realizes just how expensive this can be for someone who is on, say, a minimum wage job, if they want to use an IUD for long-term you know, family planning, that could be $500, $600, $750 or up. Now, but here's the other thing. What is the actual cost then of a pregnancy to a company with loss of productivity, with the mother not being you know, there, with there's so many, the costs to women's health is so huge. But what the, the administration had done is it did grant an exemption for churches and accommodations for religious hospitals, schools, and nonprofits. And this is where the Hobby Lobby, uh, Burwell versus Hobby Lobby and Burwell versus Conestoga, I don't know why I have such a problem with that, Conestoga Wood Specialty Store, they are for-profit companies and that they would have been required to comply or pay fines. But what the what the court looked at is that if it is a closely held, so five or fewer officers, they could then fall into and be part of the exemption already existed for religious institutions. Now, the one thing that I am like high-fiving, okay, so I'm not pleased with the Supreme Court with those five male justices, musty old men with their noses in women's genitals. Get them out, please. What I am going to high-five them for and say thank you is that they refused to interfere and refused to put forward a um, block on it, that it wouldn't intervene in the California ban on gay conversion therapy. Now, for any of you, if you've heard me speak before, uh, and you may have heard my guest, Dr. Winston Wilde, He has been on my show a number of times. And when uh, Dr. Wilde was on, one of the last times, we were speaking of reparative therapy, which he says is neither reparative nor is it therapy. And what what happened is they, uh, the state of California, and it was signed through by the governor, uh, Jerry, why am I drawing a blank on his name for heaven's sakes? It'll come back to me. Jerry Brown. <laughs> that was tough. Um, he signed through a bill that any licensed health professional in the state of California, and people, please be aware, it's like the American Medical Association, psychiatric, psycho- psychology, social workers, everyone has stated reparative therapy is something not to practice. So what the Supreme Court did is it will not interfere in the California ban on gay conversion therapy. So how reparative therapy is to work ostensibly, so and it cannot be, it cannot, you cannot use gay conversion therapy on a minor. Now, it can be used on someone who is older, but here's what happens with gay conversion therapy. The person is uh, told that if they do not think about something, if they block thoughts, if they pray, if they pray to God to have them not be gay, they will become not gay. Now, if you do any online searches for this, you will find that the men who have been the poster children for reparative therapy 
for gay conversion therapy. They have two of them who were the biggest proponents that it worked have come out after the fact, after marriages, after children, and said it does not work. And what we do know in the field of sexuality and the field of sexual health is that if someone is gay, they know they're gay. It isn't something that you choose. This is not a lifestyle choice. Believe you me, by the time people make a decision to come out or to deal with this, they have been struggling with things for years. For many of them, this is something that, you know, there's so much stuff they've had to deal with before they finally get to this point. And I can't walk in their shoes. All I can do is listen to what they've said. But there's the founder and chairman of the Liberty Council, which is a Christian-based organization here in California that filed the lawsuit to overturn the ban. As he says, the minors we represent do not want to act on same-sex attractions, nor do they want to engage in such behavior. They are greatly benefiting from this counseling. I have to say I'm going to hit the BS meter on that, Mr. Staver, and I'm going to say some of your statements are not only outrageously bad, you should be sued for libel. He said, I'm deeply saddened for the families we represent and for thousands of children that are professional clients' counsel, many of whom develop these unwanted attentions because of abuse of a pedophile. That is flat-out false, wrong. And uh, Matthew Staver, you have no business making that statement. It's wrong. So for people, you know, when we talk about sex in the news, read up on who this person is if you think that reparative therapy is something that you should follow. I'm telling you right now, it is bullying, it is attacking, it tells someone they're never going to be loved. It, and if you listen to what Dr. Wild um, and I spoke about when I had him on my show, it is something that does not support someone's identification of themselves, and it, it makes someone have to hide the essence of who they are. I mean, Jerry Brown signed this into law in 2012. So it is something that, again, it has to, there's, it is for, this law is for minors, so someone under 18. Here's part of the problem with reparative therapy and gay conversion therapy It's often being practiced on people by someone who is not a licensed healthcare provider. It is often being practiced by someone who is in a house of belief or within a faith-based organization or group, and they are the people who are stating that you should not, you know, you, you can't be gay, you can't be lesbian. And one of the big things they do, which is just brutal, is they tell people you will never be loved and you will not be worth loving. I have one comment on that. We are all here on this planet to love. And to tell someone that the basic essence of who they are is not worthy of being loved is so damaging and just so mean and cruel And for many people, they won't say where they are or what's happening in their life because the last thing they want to do is to ruin, you know, 
who they are within their family organization or within another group where they rely on the support, if it's a faith-based or if it's another organization. But as I said, at the beginning of this, I high-five the Supreme Court for not interfering in the California ban on gay conversion therapy. Thank you. This is my round of applause. Now, another not-so, I have three minutes until my, my final break. I was reading today of a gentleman who had killed his wife because they were going through a very contentious divorce. And what I know of and I am aware of, when people get completely stressed and they are threatened, parts of their lives or their money are threatened as a result of a legal impact or someone has left them, this is what happens on a regular basis. I mean, it is so sad. Here's this man. He kills his wife, his sons. He arranges, you know, for this. Then we have also in the news Oscar Pitsouras, the South African um, uh, Paralympic athlete who had both of his legs amputated, who killed his girlfriend, and uh, Riva Steenkampen, I believe her surname was, and is trying to say that, you know, he didn't know it was her, uh, didn't thought someone else had broken into his house. Well, what they decided today is that he was not mentally ill when he killed her. And I also found a new uh, website today, which I didn't go on to it, but it did make me giggle and laugh because it was something that was really, it's called exaholics.com. So if you are totally hung up on your ex and you can't get over your ex, it's called, it's spelled exaholics.com. And I went on and looked at it. I happened to see it on the New York Post, again, because I'm going through sex in the news. So what it is, is it's based on the 12-step program. But what it also does is it gives people a, it gives them a, a format where they can actually talk to people who are like them. So they don't feel like they're crazy. They don't feel like they're nuts. But it gives them a support for them to get past an ex that they're trying to get over. So coming up to my final break here, I will be back with more Sex in the News. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on TogiNet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. 
Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us. Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on Toginet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Again, in this week's episode of Sex Talk with Lou and Sex in the News, I went through a, um, I happened to go on dailymail.co.uk. It's a UK website, which I have to tell you, as a website, it so encapsulates the news faster than just about, you know, anything that I've read on this side of the ocean. And what I looked at was one where there was a a disgraced Morgan Stanley financier, I think they're using that term a little loosely, who was accused of secretly recording women and uploading these videos online. So as a cautionary tale to people, (laughs) who was I, someone, a celebrity was saying, that they recorded themselves and their girlfriend and thought, okay, might as well look at it. And then they looked at it once and went, ah, well, we don't have to look at that again. (laughs) Because if people think they're going to look so good during sex, I think they might be a little bit surprised. Anyway, this individual, his name is John Kelly, was accused of secretly filming sexual encounters with three different women. And he had been with Morgan Stanley for almost a decade But what he did is he tried to say that he would be at their place or at his place and he would tell them that he needed to be able to always have access to his email. So what he was doing, he tried to use, excuse me, the excuse that he had the camera operational in order to view his dog. Now, I have to tell you, a very cute puppy. He has a very cute puppy. But what he was also doing is... It wasn't just recording the puppy. He had much more sophisticated software and technical knowledge and the ability to record and upload material, these particular videos. And 
his father must sort of like been going, Oi, my son, because he is a, um, his father, John Q. Kelly, is a very prominent attorney. Anyway, the, the, um, his, this John Kelly who uh, recorded these women, what he tried to say is that, you know, these women were just, you know, jealous stalkers who were coming after him. Well, I don't think so, given all of the things, the uploading of these things to websites. No, 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 no. And these women had no idea. So here's the point I'm going to make here. If you don't want yourself to be recorded, you know those cameras, you know the laptops, everything? They got the little cameras right there for you. You know what a piece of tape looks like? Take a piece of tape and cover them up, okay? If we know that we've got file sharing, if we know that we have the ability for someone to go in and to control someone else's system, you don't have to be knowing that they're doing that. They can just do it. So people, keep yourself safe. If you don't want someone... For example, I cover up all of my cameras on my iPad, on any of my computers. I have, you know, a little sticky or just like this. Boop, I stick it right on top of it. I had a friend of mine who he is a absolute gizmo wizard. And he said one day he's sitting at his desk and he's not moving his mouse. And he said, all of a sudden, something's moving my mouse all over. And this was years ago. So if you think someone who if they, you know, have the ability to do it. Why do you think all of these poor celebs who have videotaped themselves, I mean, it's not like they're having, you know, aside from Kim Kardashian, letting it break onto, you know, the worldwide uh, scene. They don't necessarily want to have these things out. And these are things that are done publicly. They're private. But people will break in and they'll hack their phones. They'll hack things because they know how to do it. My only comment to people is, look, if you don't want it to get out there, just don't shoot it, okay? Be smart. You know, do a fantasy. Pretend you're shooting it. (laughs) But don't put it onto a computer. If you're going to put it on a camera, erase it. Even that may not take care of it. But this guy, he had a lot of creativity when he was coming up with, with his excuses for why he was doing, why he was filming these women. And just a little FYI, you know, when we talk about what people's behaviors are and that a leopard spots don't change. This John Kelly individual was fired. He was arrested and fired the same day, November 8th, 2013. He was arrested for the secretly filming. And then he was fired the same day for writing bad checks. Hmm. So do we think that maybe this guy has um, some truth issues, some being honest issues? I would suggest yes. So if you find someone who decides they want to, tells you that they have to have their uh, iPad open or they have to have something and it's facing towards you, that's a third individual. Be careful. Just don't. I, I would... I would have to insist that phones and everything, kind of like um, for celebrities, do not allow someone to be bringing their phone into your party if you do not, your own personal private party in the bedroom, if you do not want to have it be recorded. Another woman, again, this is from the dailymail.co.uk, is a young woman who was raised within a devout Christian household 
and how she turned to a career as an escort after she had been gang-raped as a teenager. Now, she goes by a pseudonym of Gwyneth Montenegro, and she has a book come out which is entitled, you know, 10,000 Men and Counting. But what she has done in this book is not so much a uh, expose of what she did with men, but rather if she can have someone, one person, not make the decision to do what she did, that's, she said she will feel like her book and what her work is has been worth it. Um, there weren't the details, and I you know, wasn't about to go further digging, of when she was gang-raped at 18, but then she started doing table dances at 19 and realized how much money she could make. At which point, I mean, she was making, you know, she made, for one of her first nights, you know, she made $1,000 doing table dancing. And as an elite escort, now, here's the thing. She is in Australia. And in Australia, and where she is in Melbourne, Australia, which is on the east coast of Australia, that area of Australia, the whole east coast area, it is legal and regulated to be a um, escort and for, for prostitution. What is not legal is brothels are not legal. And what she said was the thing that really pushed her over the edge to do this is um, her lack of her own self-worth. She's just felt so badly about herself after she had been attacked. And that is something that for many is a feeling because they're told, women will often be told, oh, you caused it, you brought it on. Uh, No, that is not the case. And when for her, she was in it, she had been doing some modeling, and then she got out of it and became a pilot. But as a result of a health issue, she could not get her, her, you know, uh, commercial pilot's license again. So she went back to it and then came out of the escort industry, you know, at age 33, which uh, was about, I think she said, she was in it for 15 years. The important thing about this that I want people to remember is that she made a choice to go in, and then she also made an educated choice to come out. I do know that for some women, they have said, being in the industry of the adult industry, that once you're in it, you're never not in it which is true. And another thing is that she wanted to show the humanity of this, that, hey, the people who are in, you know, who do sex work, they're human beings too. They're, you know, this just happens to be what they are doing. Again, there's a lot of judgment around it, but she wants people to know that, you know, her life was, you know, she did have drugs in it. She did have alcohol-induced sex. Yet her real feeling was, to let people know you don't have to make this decision the same way that that she did. And she's wanting to be upfront about it. So today's Sex in the News started with the SCOTUS 5-4 to ruling that said that privately held um, for-profit companies could refuse to offer full contraceptive services for their female employees. And 
my comment on it is musty old men making decisions about women's sex lives. These five men cannot get pregnant, and I'm sorry, gentlemen. You deserve to come back as a female, and then we'll see how you vote. What I do give a high five to the Supreme Court for is their refusal to hear a ban on reparative therapy in California. Thank you. Yes. Talked about sex toys and your pregnancy. This is the article on parents.com. It's written by Aviva Potts. I'm one of the contributing uh, experts for that. And I used my book, Hot Mamas, which is available on Amazon. My name, Lou Paget, Hot Mamas. And then I also spoke of the uh, men who, as a result of their rage, will go after and attack and kill their partners. I mean, people do get crazy when they're emotionally stressed with money, with someone leaving them behind. And what I want people to pay attention to is that if you wait a day, an hour, five minutes, you may change your mind. And then the decision you make will not impact as many people as a decision to have violence or to do something that's really negative. The uh, former Morgan Stanley financier who was um, accused of filming women without their knowledge and then posting it, shame on you, John Kelly. So that is some of my sex in the news. I trust this has been interesting for you. I have to tell you, I do have fun going through all of these things, and it brings me up to speed faster as well. So I now know who uh, Burrell was for the uh, Supreme Court case. Have a lovely week, and thank you for being with me. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 